Good morning, guys, and welcome to the JCN Clinic podcast show. I'm Carissa. And I'm Emma. And it's just the two of us going rogue today to report <laughs> record a podcast. Um, so we have decided, like literally late last night when we were leaving the clinic, that today we are going to chat about um, something that we are seeing a lot of and everyone is feeling at the moment, stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we think it's a pretty timely one because we're... Um, we're Past the middle of the year, um, I feel like this year is even busier than last year for most people. And I think we had this conversation, I think, on a podcast Jess and I did last year about like, you know, just the pace of the year and all of that kind of stuff. And I just feel like this year, mm-hmm. everyone I talk to, myself included, everyone in the clinic, everyone, clients, friends, everyone is just functioning at this insane pace. Would you agree? Yeah. But like... If if this year is busier than last year, oh. what's next year gonna be like? Ne- like- <laughs> next next year, I'm going to live in in a, in a bush cave somewhere. Like, I think it's just like we're all so we just get busier and, and busier, busier and busier, and our bodies and our bodies oh. and our minds don't actually know how to keep up. No, and so that's what we want to kind of yeah. delve into that's today. What, yeah, that's what we want to delve into. I think. Obviously, and we, I think the thing that we really want to drive home is we are not exempt from this at no. all. Like, this no, is, no, I no. Think, I think this is part of prompting is that we want to share with you guys some of the hacks and stuff that we use when we are busy and stressed out, but also with a complete disclaimer that this is something we're all working on ourselves oh, absolutely. as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess to start with, hey, we wanted to kind of talk about, like, just um, what we're seeing in terms of mm. stress, like, just... Like I know myself, like the majority of my clients I speak to at the moment and just myself and all like us girls in the clinic and my girlfriends and my family, like everyone is just full on, like a hundred miles an hour, Mm -hmm. burning the candle at both ends. And there seems to just, it just seems to be like this, this, you know, ongoing thing at the Mm. moment and theme that we're just, life's flat out, right? I feel like yesterday when we were chatting about what we were going to do the podcast on, I just said, can we do it on this topic? Because I feel like the last probably month or so, just in particular, I've been talking about talking to a lot of clients about stress reduction, and yeah. that's been a major component of our consultations. Yeah. And that's fine, but it's just I'm seeing it more and more yeah. and more, and it's just it's so imperative that we we actually you know like everyone's stressed, but there are things that you can do Mm. to help it. And I think that's where a lot of people just actually just don't realise that and they kind of go, I'm really stressed, I'm really stressed, I'm really stressed. And I said to someone the other day, well, what are you doing about that? Yeah. Like you've got to treat it like you've got to treat stress the same way you treat any condition. Yeah. Like it has there are ways to treat it. Yeah, you've got to be proactive about it. And, you know, this is something that as as we've said, we're not exempt from this, but we are, I'm continually learning and I think this year in particular I've learned a lot about stress reduction and I've really come into a lot of um, techniques like breath work and stuff which we'll talk about but wow it's made a massive difference and mm. I think if you kind of flick the switch and kind of think about stress as not something that's happening to you but something that you can try to control as well yeah that's a total mind shift and that's I guess the beginning in my mind of like helping to deal with stress and I think too like acknowledging the role that stress is playing in your health so like obviously there's good stress we need stress we need cortisol responses we need all of that stuff you know like stress is always going to be a part of our lives but it's Mm. what's what's good and what's, you know, normal in inverted commas again, but, and what's actually now 
seems to be working to the detriment of a lot of people's, you mm-hmm. know, um, well-being every day, mm-hmm. like their coping mechanisms, their gut health, like all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of in the clinic is, you know, like just how crazy this is really like for some people. It's just like, man, if you could just get your stress under control mm-hmm. a little bit, like we could work so much more on your gut health. Or Absolutely. Your, you know, or your your um, your sleep or yep. this or that. Like, so I think too, like that's the big part why we wanted to chat about it today because mm. it's just like, you know, there's all these little things that, you know, everyone's like, oh, just practice gratitude and all this mm. stuff. And it's just like, that's all well and good, but it's not a technique someone can actually, mm. you know, take mm. into their daily life or yep. be thankful and that gives you less stress. Like, yes, do all of those things. They, they're good, um, you know, ways to look at life, but it's not actually giving you practical tips mm. and practical things that mm-hmm. you can, you know, try to implement to yep. actually try and bring down some of this stress or at least give your body some coping mechanisms to manage it better yeah. or deal with it better. And I also think that, I know we're not talking about the hacks of what we're, of dealing with stress yet, which we will get to, but I think when it comes to this, you've got to look at it like something that you work on. And I talk Constantly. to my clients about this, you know, A, not saying, not being a victim of stress and not, you know, having that victim mentality of like, oh, you know, I'm so stressed, this is happening to me, this is happening to me, you can somewhat control how you are perceiving and dealing with that, which we'll get into. But also the other thing is, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, oh, is I forget. stress mind? I yeah. did this about 10 times yesterday. Oh, my God. Like, I anyway. went to say stuff and I was just like, my brain just lost it. Yeah, my brain <laughs> just lost it. But anyway, you, yeah, you, you, you can take a proactive approach to it. And, oh, yeah, and you've got to, that's right, you kind of have to think of it like, when you join the gym and you haven't been to the gym ever or you've had a prolonged period off and you hate it (laughs) and it's hard and you're not good at it and you've got to work at it. It's almost like those first couple of weeks or month or so, you've got to just grit your teeth and kind of push through at knowing that it's not a regular thing that's been implemented into your life yet and it doesn't feel in the flow, but you've just got to kind of like push through for the first little bit and just show up every day. Mm. And then it becomes a habit yeah. and then it becomes easy and, and you're in the flow and you start to enjoy it. And this, you know, learning to deal with stress is exactly the same as that. You know, yeah. it's something that has to be worked at. It's not going to come easily at all. And depending on different personality types and what stresses that they're dealing with and, and everything, it's it's going to be so different. But I think that's the other key thing here. You've just, you've got to look at it like any other health problem yeah and you've got to deal with it yeah 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 what was the thing you, was, you said to me yesterday because you said um you have like your circle analogy mm. and a third of it well, what did you say I say well when I'm talking to clients good. especially in relation to gut work so someone's coming in with um you know a really bad IBS type picture we do some gut testing we find out all the imbalances that are happening and then I I basically we, we draw up a plan about where we're going to, what we're going to do over the next few months in terms of this. And I, I explain that to clients, but I also explain that at the very start of this kind of few month journey, I kind of say, well, this is how I see this. I see this next few months for you. It's like a pie chart and there's three, there's three thirds in this prop pie chart. One of them, and each of them is as important as the other. One of them is food. And you can't do this without the right food and the right, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we're doing, if we're avoiding certain foods due to intolerances, whatever. So food is one, um, supplements is the second, third, and often you cannot heal a gut, you know, with the without the use of some kind of supplementation. And I say how important they are at the very start, but as we go through, they become de-prescribed and eventually you're on nothing, but they're very important at the start. The third thing is stress management. 
and that is equally as important as supplements, equally as important as food. And mm. I say, if you if you're taking all the supplements and you're doing the food side of things, but you are stressed to your eyeballs, you're not going to make the progress that you would make otherwise if yeah. you were dealing with your stress. And I have a serious conversation about it because you know, and we go into stress reduction strategies for that person because it is so important. And it's like if you if you're doing the food, but you're not doing the subs. You know, you can't actually just do two out of those three yeah. things. You have to do all three. Or if you're just doing the subs and the stress but you're not doing the food, like you have to do the three things. And yeah. not 100%. Like no one's perfect. I don't no. ever expect that from my clients. It's still – there's that still balanced kind of approach within that. But you've got to have a crack at at least all of them. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that's how I see it. So um, I think the – like we are going to chat as well about like just – like I think – in general, like just how much people have on their plates at the mm. moment. And I think like obviously like when we say stress, I feel like, again, stress can be a bit of a blanket term. Like even with what Em was describing there with her little tree out of things that, you know, she talks to her clients about, like stress is sometimes, yes, stress that is happening from a work environment or from a home environment, but there's also, there's so many different types of stress that can happen as well, right? Like, you know, if your gut, mm. if your gut is inflamed, that is stress. If you've got your hormones out of whack or, uh, you know, your you know, you're um, carrying more weight than you should be because you're stressed. Like that's mm. stress on the body. It's inflammation. Yep. So inflammation is stress as well. So there's there's so many different types of stress that we will try yeah. and counsel and talk about our clients, talk to our clients about. But I think the, the stress that we're talking about today is lifestyle stress yeah. Um, yeah. and not managing it or taking on too much. So I think one of the biggest things I honestly see is crazy work hours Oh. And mums, like poor, like mums with that are either working or not working. But either way, I feel like if you've got children, mm. um, your life is full on, mm. full on. Like Absolutely. The, the, there's so much stuff that goes out the window for for mums. Mm. Um, you know, like you, the children come first, and that's a beautiful quality about women. Like we will always, and men too, but like we'll always mm. put other people first. Um, and I think, you know, what I definitely see is a lot of really stressed out mums. And I think the, the difference now too, is we're kind of in this day and age where most mums are going back to work. Mm. So not only are you, you know, like, you know, and husbands and wives, families are stressed in general. Mm. I try not to just say women, but majority of the people we do see are women. So, mm. but you know, we've got people that are trying to run a household, maintain a social life or a social status, um, keep up with friends you know, have children. There's so much stress with having children these yep. days because everyone's got an opinion about what you should bloody be doing oh. and what you shouldn't be doing. Yep. And work. Um, and work on top of that. And then, you know, let's just throw a dog into the equation or some pets into the equation of some people's lives as well. <laughs> and holy hell. Um, Chris and I were just talking before, so a disclaimer, <laughs> which you probably know if you listen to the show regularly, but neither of us are parents, but we both have fur babies. So Chris <laughs> has, a, has a dog who's just cause a lot of shit lately and I've got two cats who have also caused a lot of shit and, and just vet const- bills and we constantly just make jokes like we're like this is how stressed out we are with fur babies <laughs> like I honestly like my hat goes off to mums because oh I God. think if you have fur babies and children oh. And everything else on top of that, like, mm. honestly, like, I know how stressed out, like, even the last couple of days with, like, Zaley licking the toad and, you know, this, this stupid biker idiot who revs his bike behind my house, <laughs> like, just little things like that. So, you know, like, we're not, this is what we're saying, like, we're not saying we're perfect, but we just know how stressed out we feel. And we feel like we've got a pretty good toolkit behind us in terms mm. of, you know, what we do to look after ourselves. So, yeah, I think we're just really acknowledging that, 
most people these days, I think, are feeling pretty damn overwhelmed and it's starting mm. to impact their health. So mm. I think that's what we just – A, we wanted to just have a – not a lighthearted chat about it, but a chat about it just mm. to say that I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, like you're not alone. Everyone, oh, absolutely. So many people are stressed these days, but there are little things, you know, that we're working on ourselves that we just wanted to share with you guys. Mm. Um, and the other thing is that what we were talking about before, everyone's stress and their resilience to stress is different. Is different. Yeah. So what is going on, you know, if there were two people and they were going through exactly the same thing based on their genetic makeup and just their um, – Constitution, the, their constitution and coping mechanisms and yeah they've got their coping mechanisms and their background and their you know how they were brought up you know two people could deal with exactly the same situation in the opposite ways one yeah. person would feel overwhelmed and completely you know completely stressed out about it and then another the next person could feel okay and that it could be double that load that could actually push them to the edge so everyone's got their own um, tolerance I guess Threshold. to stress as well and I guess that's the other thing that comes into this the whole comparison thing like don't com- compare yourself or your life with other people don't compare yeah. Su- Suzanne up the road <laughs> Suzanne <laughs> I don't know where that came from Suzanne up the road who's also got three Susan. kids and is also working and she looks like she's got it all together, especially based on her Instagram profile. But you know that you in your house it's chaos and you've got the same thing going on. You've got a job and three kids. But, you know, you just don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know you, – you just don't know what – yeah, what else is going on for someone yeah. and what they're dealing with. Yeah, I think that's really important. I do think it is so important to not compare yourself because exactly what Em said, like I know my coping mechanisms for stress and how much I can take on is pretty insane mm-hmm. compared to what a lot of people can. Like I know that about myself. Constitutionally, my body handle can handle You're bloody lot. tough, mate. I'm bloody tough. <laughs> but in saying that, that's not that's sometimes not a great thing too because like you will push yourself like I know yeah. myself my biggest lesson that I'm working on at the moment is I've got to stop pushing myself to the you know the degree that I have done for the last probably you know 10 years with studying <laughs> starting up a business all that stuff like so you know we're, we're all working on it but the, the biggest thing is yeah don't don't compare yourself to you know your girlfriends or people on social media or anything like that and think well if they're because it's something I hear from my clients a lot they're like well you know I feel like I should be handling yeah. this okay yeah. you're not so, and that's okay it's that whole I'm not good enough I'm not doing enough I yeah. should be better I, I should, should be handling this better I should, I should, I should yeah be better. and then it's that whole you just your whole self-talk becomes really negative Mm. towards yourself and there's no self-compassion and as we talked about with Kobe that whole inner critic comes out and it's just a a downward spiral from there one of the like the best sayings I think I've ever heard um and I love it is you just worry about what you're doing Mm. I absolutely like sometimes I do find I can get myself caught up in you know like comparing what other people doing and I should be doing this one I should be doing Mm. that one I should be doing this and then I'm like hang on a second just worry about what I'm Mm. doing like it is stay in your own lane stay in your own lane yep just and just at your own pace like that and that is more than enough but some of the things we wanted to really touch on are like you know we all talk about stress everyone talks about stress everyone's like okay let's do some stress reduction, blah, 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 but which is what we're going to talk about and it is important. But I think we really wanted to talk about like what we're seeing in terms of, you know, the acute acute things mm. stress is causing for a lot of our clients mm-hmm. in the clinic. But also then if that if that's not managed and looked after and we don't try, try and put some handbrakes on where we can, mm-hmm. what we're going to start seeing like long-term or what we do see long-term when we've got clients that have been under these copious, mm. copious, this copious stress, um, you know, response or copious, you know, stress mm. environment for like mm. a long period of time. So 
Let's start with what actually happens physiologically when yeah. we get stressed. Yeah. So with the whole cortisol picture. So essentially I try and explain this and usually there's a diagram I, I draw. but Can I with... see that diagram? No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like my diagram of zebra. A few of my clients have seen that. <laughs> I don't have a diagram. Oh, do you? I do have like a little thing where I draw like the small and large intestine and whack a little ileocecum over there. But I always add like a little head and put a ponytail <laughs> on it. I'm like, that's your face. <laughs> oh my god, I need to see this. Oh, no, mine's just, mine's boring, as, but it's just the curves of um, cortisol and melatonin. Yeah, so it's not shit compared to mine. Essentially, essentially, and I guess if you've done, it's like on the Dutch test. It's like that. Oh, so boring. Yeah, boring as. But it's like a good. It's a good tool. So when you um, a lot of people don't know this, but when you when the sun starts to you've been asleep and the sun starts to come up in the morning, that's when our cortisol starts to be produced in larger amounts. And cortisol is our hormone. It's a, it's known as our stress hormone, but it is very important um, to have the right balance of it. It's a really important hormone. We do need it, but like anything, too much is detrimental and too little is detrimental. And also, it's it's all about when the cortisol mm. is high and low. So. You could have an yeah enough cortisol, but it's actually coming out the wrong time, or you're producing it at the wrong times, and that's that's detrimental as well. So typically, what we should see is when the sun rises in the morning, and you know you've got some exposure, even though your eyes are closed, your cortisol should start to be revving up, and then it you wake up, and then within that, you know. Um, the you know first 20 30 minutes of waking like your cortisol really really starts to yeah. spike yeah. and it's called a cortisol awakening response yeah aptly named yeah the car <laughs> um and that that should be the thing that you know when you first wake up you might not open your eyes and just be like hey i'm awake i know carissa feels like that she just opens her eyes and not she's like moment, she she's like hey i'm awake and, and i'm I annoying do. i wake up really quick and then i'm just annoying yeah and some people are like that um and that's totally fine <laughs> sucks to be their partners but um but i swear i swear brandon what he does is on the weekend he wakes up at like i don't know like a normal time, like seven or something. And I'm like, I just want to sleep in, mate. And he's like, nah, I'm awake. I'm that's like, why can't like. you be like this during the week? It's the opposite during the week. I'm the one that's trying to wake him up. Anyway, that was a side note. It's, it's a lack of work thing. Yeah. I probably. wake up because I'm like, our little eyes open at like 5.30 regardless. I'm like, oh. ping. Yeah. Ping, I'm awake. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, nah. Yeah. Nah. I can't go back to sleep though. Like I'm once I'm awake, I'm awake. Oh. Like these people that can go back to sleep... Yeah, you, me, me. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so many people I speak to, I feel ratchet if I go back to yeah. sleep. And I, in fairness, it's not great for your cortisol to it's do It's not, it. no. But anyway. So anyway, continuing on with my diagram. So it, it really shoots up. So no so, one can see. Yeah. So within that, so I guess within the first two hours, your cortisol, after waking, your cortisol should be um, at its highest of the entire day or the whole 24-hour period. It should be its highest. That, for a lot of people, will be around that... 9 10 a.m mark or mid-morning 8 so 9 now. 10 that should be where you feel the best and a lot of people do feel day yeah especially after your two coffees this morning <laughs> um so that's when people should feel their best um and then and people generally say oh yeah the best i feel is around that mid-morning mark mm. and generally people have had a coffee as well but even if you didn't like you your cortisol is the thing that makes you when you wake up feel like awake and it makes you your brain actually click into gear and you can think clearly and you're like okay i'm, I'm actually really awake now there's no way i could go back to sleep that's cortisol then across the day i'm still drawing this diagram with my no finger one can see but no one can see <laughs> across the day then it starts to slowly decline so it starts to then drop not rapidly or shouldn't 
anyway, but slowly decline at around that 3 p.m. mark. Generally, we have a natural um, dip in cortisol, and that's also when we're feeling like we need to go get some fresh air or get some chocolate or get some more caffeine or something like that. Um, but we, yeah, we naturally have that dip, and then it continues to decline until the um, sun goes down and then it gets dark. And that's when our melatonin actually starts to take over. So cortisol should start to go down quite low. Um, and melatonin, which is our sleep hormone, should actually start to rise at that point. But the problem here is that we are living in an artificial um, daylight scenario with all of our, our lights at night. So that's how that's why it's, you know, you hear people saying, you know, t turn your, your your halogens off or your bright lights and put all your, your Himalayan salt lamps on and, your, mm. you know, you really dim yellow based lighting on because that will help that melatonin production if we've got lots of blue light going on that really really inhibits that melatonin production and we find it harder to produce the melatonin in order to get to sleep so then the melatonin basically comes up and the cortisol dips right down it doesn't go away but it dips right down and then the whole thing continues um, in the morning the melatonin starts to go down as the cortisol starts to rise up so they work completely um Opposite. Opposite, yeah. So if you've got high cortisol, you cannot have high melatonin. And same with if you've got low cortisol, you can't have low melatonin. So it's like it's a it's a bit of a um, – that's the perfect kind of scenario. That's the perfect scenario. I think it's also important too, like people don't really understand that there's amazing beneficial roles to melatonin. So if you are someone who is very cortisol-driven – and you are not engaging, you know, not switching into a, your melatonin state at night time well, or you're not holding it well, or you've got like if you've got if you're if you're like pre burnout and you've got really low cortisol, you're going to have really low melatonin throughout the night, which is where we start seeing yeah. you know, insomniacs and people waking up frequently during the night and getting really poor quality sleep. So yeah. melatonin not only you know helps keep you asleep and regulate your circadian rhythm and all of that, it's also when that hormone is switched on, a lot of healing happening happens behind the scenes mm -hmm. so it's, it's it's a very 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 beneficial hormone to have to function or have that functions well and yep. it's the same with cortisol throughout the day like you want a peak in cortisol it's an anti-inflammatory cortisol anti-inflammatory like yep. it's a you want a peak in cortisol during the day you want that really nice ebbs and flow that emma just explained that no one could see her drawing on the table <laughs> but hopefully it makes sense to everyone you know and so when that's not happening or you're getting this crazy spike and drop or you're just constantly elevated and it's not dropping off like this is where we really start to see you know problems sort of a thing so you know it's it's a really important cycle it is part of your circadian rhythm it's also part of your stress response it also regulates your hormones it regulates your blood sugar like mm. there's so much that happens when these two hormones function synergistically together so it is yeah. important to manage your stress where you can and do some of the things that we're going to talk about in, yeah in a little bit so what would you let's talk about just quickly what we would see acute phase like before. yeah what we, what we would see if that cortisol pattern does not look like that Okay, so, so if it's like literally flipped. Okay, oh, like flipped is in like really stressed out during the day and not switching on at yeah. night. So yeah, technically what we would see there's two there's probably two types of cortisol pictures like that. There's the people that are really peaking cortisol throughout the day, and then there's the ones that have been peaking for so long that they're flatlining cortisol throughout the yeah. day and using a lot of stimulants to keep themselves going. So that has me been me in the past. <laughs> it could be me at time from time to time. Um, so like so what we're kind of looking at yeah is like you know. We, ha we start to see mental health stuff, anxiety, depression, mm. um, ins 
insomnia or, you know, that really tired but wide, mm. people constantly in fight or flight. So that's just what we'd see just from an emotional aspect. But then, you know, all of that impacts your gut. Like, mm. you know, we start to see either people really constipated or really nervy loose bowels or, yeah. you know, reflux and heartburn because they're so stressed out they're not digesting their food yeah. properly. Like, yeah. there's a whole host of gut stuff that happens. If you're super stressed, like, it will, for a lot of women, it will start to impact their hormones. Yeah. Like, their period cycles will start to get thrown out of whack. Um, or they'll just start, um, start to become more symptomatic, like, more yeah. painful. which is, like, what we chatted about with our PMS podcast yeah. last session. Like, it's, you know, like, yeah. it does start to impact all of these things. I think if your sleep is start like, sleep yeah, is the... Yeah, let's talk about yeah, sleep. Yeah, sleep is so important, guys. Like, if I spend sometimes like with a lot of my clients I'm like yep you've got gut stuff going on yep you've got hormonal stuff going on but right now you're not sleeping and if we can't get that under control none of this other stuff is going to fix itself so we need to work out why you're not sleeping and start putting some practices into place to make that happen more effectively and efficiently and get that like interchange between cortisol and melatonin happening because with when someone's not sleeping at night they generally what can happen is melatonin is not being produced because of a variety of reasons but it might be due to lots of lights being on at home and being on um, devices or watching TV with a lot of blue light that is impeding melatonin production from being produced, melatonin um, being produced, and then that melatonin's not coming, it's not allowing you to, you know, that's when you feel sleepy, you get those waves of sleepiness, that's melatonin. Mm. I always say to my clients, ride the wave. If you feel a wave of sleepiness, don't push through. And Because you will push through and then the melatonin's almost like it's gone for a bit and it will come back in Mm. maybe um, another 90 to 120 minutes. But um, so if that's the case and your melatonin is not being produced and your cortisol is still quite high, then you'll go to bed and you'll force yourself to go to go get into bed, but you're not tired. Yeah. Even though at 3 p.m. you were bloody dozing at Mm. your desk, you're not tired anymore, you're feeling really wired, you're thinking about everything you've done during the day, that is a typical picture of that. Your cortisol is way too high for that time of night and your melatonin is, Chris is putting up her hand at the moment, and her melatonin, and melatonin is just not there. So that's that typical response. And then... Even with that, if you do if you do end up getting to sleep, which hopefully you do, but then you have a really crap sleep yeah. and you kind of it's really light, you don't have a good restorative, restful sleep, you're waking, you're tossing, you're turning. Even if you don't wake and you sleep all the way through, but it's quite a light sleep, that's still not a regenerative sleep. Yeah. So that's almost like there's still that cortisol that's like dripping or dribbling in during the night mm-hmm. and it's not being suppressed enough um, by the melatonin. So you still have that high cortisol picture. Then you wake up and you feel sometimes that's when the cortisol actually mm. starts to dip and it's completely opposite. Yeah. And you wake up and you feel like it takes hours to actually switch on. Yeah. And that's when the coffee is the kickstarter and you those people who say you can't actually start the day with coffee, that's due to the fact that it's giving you a rise in cortisol, adrenaline and then cortisol and spikes your blood sugar. And that's then what makes your brain start to the increase in cortisol production, makes your brain start to kick into gear and start to think like clearly. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like when we're when we're not um, sleeping well, like, and this is the biggest thing for so many of our clients and all of us, I yep. think if you're not getting that sleep and you're constantly tired, 
you don't have the energy to do the things you do to make the right choices to look after yourself. And I know, like, there's a lot of mums out there that have got young kids that are waking them up. And I know that, that there are things that are out of a lot of people's control when it comes to sleep. And that's not what we're talking about. We're not trying to make people feel bad about not sleeping well when, you know, they've got a, a young one waking them up all yeah. the time. Like, this is stuff, you know, it is, that is life. Like, yeah, but we're gonna, that is that phase of life. That is that phase of life. But we're talking about, you know, like, we're going to hopefully just try and give you guys some things to help just give those help the cortisol and melatonin response a bit better so you know so if you are getting even just smaller amount like smaller amounts of sleep have been woken up hopefully it's more quality sleep yeah and things like that like that's what i say to a lot of my new mums or mums with it i've got young kids i'm like yeah okay we can't get you to sleep a full eight hours right now but maybe the two hours and then the three hours and then the two hours that you do sleep we can make better yes absolutely by making you know having less cortisol stimulation in the evening so less tv or no tv no ipads dimmer lights you know not you know which we'll go into all the high sleep hygiene stuff in a second but just want to really highlight the importance of sleep with this stress response and how important it is for the body to repair behind the scenes yeah so that's kind of like they're the more acute i say what acute things that we start to see like you know like that we start to see probably first line when people are super stressed out and wired and all of that but then like long term that like if it's not addressed and you're not trying to work on it on some level like it, it really does eventually like start um impacting you know yeah. your whole your whole systemic function yeah like you know you... And i mean some people even like i think about think back to when i personally went through burnout and i didn't even realize i was this stressed yeah. i think that's what people also they don't actually they think they're okay but when they actually stop and take a breath they're like and you kind of look at everything on your plate the amount of times people said oh my god how do you even do all that like i was doing yeah. a billion things at once and you kind of go oh no it's fine it's my normal it's normal but it's like actually no yeah <laughs> that's really full on and you need to take a, a step mm. to address it but a lot of people might find themselves in this high stress state for months years um 10 years you know whatever 20 years and they'll just keep on going keep on going until their body literally gives them a sign after a long amount of time that you need to do something about this and it all has stemmed from a prolonged chronic stress picture yeah so things that we obviously yeah start to see are burnout and chronic fatigue like that's when your cortisol you know you just you're not even making it in the capacity that you need anymore you're relying on sugar and caffeine and stimulants just to get through every day and without it you're absolutely rat shit yeah like you're just so effed and so tired that you know so that is a big sign that burnout is on its way if you're doing all of that kind of stuff yeah just to keep yourself going through every single day but coffee doesn't even end up helping yeah from someone who's actually been there yeah you have coffee and it makes you feel worse you feel more tired yeah, yeah. and no yeah. matter what you yeah you just can't you just can't catch up you're chasing your tail and chasing, your yeah. your cortisol is just this is when that whole picture turns and then you sleep you are able to sleep but you just all you want to do is sleep yeah and you you could sleep at any time during the day because your cortisol is just so low and your body's not making it anymore because it's gone nah that's it i've had enough i'm not yeah. doing this anymore yeah i'm tired i'm flatlined your poor it's adrenals kind of, yeah, are just it's yeah. i explain the analogy to people like you know your adrenals are like a sponge and the more you wring them and the more water you drip out picture mm. water like the, the water all that drips out is your cortisol you like, just said water all water all did i <laughs> speaking of tiredness I said to Alexa when I was trying to explain something, I'm like, just excuse me today, I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm 
I've had some really crappy nights sleep the last few nights. Um, okay, so yeah, so just and the more you wring that sponge without mm. allowing it to, you know, soak back in the bucket, mm. you just you're gonna end up with these dry little sponges that have got nothing left to out, you know, give mm-hmm. out, and that's what happens to your cortisol response. So what we don't want to see is chronic disease, and that happens from long-term stress, you know. So you know, not addressing you know actual health things, but also not addressing your you know mm-hmm. your stress and how stressed you are. So you know, we see like, you know, any sort of like I think anything. Like we'd probably don't I even feel like every single disease begins with stress. Yeah. Yeah. It begins with some altered stress response. Response. Yeah. Um that's and just yeah. yeah. And it's not to like we're not trying to we're not it's not a scare fear factor thing. Like no. we're all working on our stuff. We're not sitting here on the other side of the microphones being like, We have no stress and we manage everything oh, no. amazingly. Shit, that is not the case. We're all doing our best. But I feel it's fairly um prominent at the moment. It's out there that it's no, it's no new thing that stress is yeah. a killer. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty well known now that stress really does impact yeah. everything and it yeah. can lead to chronic disease. Yeah. So there's no new information here. But I guess the other thing is uh, the whole mental health side of this is then that's when maybe anxiety and really high stress over time can then go into that more depressive side of things yeah which is when you are so low so depleted so apathetic you've got no motivation no cortisol everything's hard that's that whole depressive picture and that's that can be a bloody hard hard thing to get out of and and when it gets to this stage when you do get into the that burnout stage the thing is that it does not it's just not like oh take this pill or this supplement and yeah and then you'll be better it's like it's a whole lifestyle, a whole overhaul, lifestyle overhaul and it will take you a good like oh, six to 12 months to yeah. get out of that so yeah. i've been knowing from experience um so it's you got to think about how long it's taking you to get to a certain stage and we talk about this all the time with yeah. just even gut, gut stuff, stuff or yeah. whatever if you've been suffering 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 for 20 we're years we're making up new words i feel like my brother and i used to um so this here's a funny story i know you're making a really good point but now that we're on waterzol and sloughing <laughs> my brother and i used to have this drinking game when we were in our 20s where Aww. we used to just combine words so we didn't have to speak <laughs> remember the things we used to come up with but oh. we, we used to be in hysterics over these words exactly like that where we'd combine one word and another word just so we could make a just new word efficiency <laughs> efficiency we're efficient machines oh my god <laughs> it just made me think of when you said that i was like oh, oh that was i remember those days if you, if you think of any of those words please uh, let me know because i'd love to yeah i'll have to i'll have to ask trent trent will remember some of them he'll just be like oh hey yeah i'll ask him let's see if we can pop out any of any more of these words during this podcast what is all and sluffering yeah it's more than likely and i have no idea idea what I was saying. <laughs> Just when you said it, I started laughing. Anyway, so I think we all know we all know that, you know, a high a high amount of stress over a prolonged period of time, if it's not dealt with, can lead to some pretty dire consequences. And let's be honest, no one wants that. No one has the time to deal with that. And we all want to be as productive as we can. I remembered what you were saying. Oh. You were saying that basically you don't get into these things overnight. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then you don't get out of them overnight, overnight. either. Yeah. 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 yeah, basically that's the thing too. And it's the same with gut health. It's like anything that's long-term. Any, any chronic yeah. issue. Any yeah. chronic issue. There's no magic pill. It is a lifestyle change and you have to be – you have to be willing to kind of, you know, yeah, like like what we were saying at the start too, like stick at it, like really kind of commit to it and be like, right, I'm going to start putting some little changes into place here. And you don't have to do them all at once, but you just make a commitment that you're, I'm going to start implementing a few little things here mm-hmm. and here to start exerting a positive 
effect long term. Yeah. doesn't have to be everything at And once. with that, good segue, let's go into our kind of hacks about yeah. for stress. Yeah. But with that, I guess I wanted to start this with what, what you were just saying. Look at this like if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, look at it like it's something that you can work on because you absolutely can and be – a be a, an advocate for yourself stand up for yourself and put yourself first and go hang on a second yeah i'm not going to be a victim of this stressed full-on life if it's doing my health if it's doing a detrimental thing to my health mm-hmm. like put yourself first and go hang on i'm, I'm just i'm going to say no i'm going to That's start going to be my actual first, yeah. first i'm going point. to start to really yeah think about this for myself and do something about it and, yeah. and actually try because that's it's absolutely doable. Yeah. So I think the first thing is learn to say no. Yeah. I think, you know, we are, and I'm, this is one of my biggest things and I'm still working on this, I but stop saying yes to shit you hate and shit you don't have time for. Yeah. Like I'm the worst person for this. Like I'm constantly trying to help people, constantly trying to make everyone happy, constantly trying to take on, not even take on other people's problems, but I'm just like, I have so many amazing people in my life that I care about, mm. but I also, one of the biggest things I've learned in the last, you know, five to 10 years, but what, I've only really truly started working on it in the last probably, you know, 12 to 18 months is saying no to things that don't Mm. serve you. Mm -hmm. Like if you have got someone in your life that, you know, you might love them, but they're really sucking the soul out Mm. of you. Sometimes you have to not even walk away from that person, but for your own self-preservation, just say, I can't deal with this right now because I have to look after myself. Mm. Like, Mm. and that is a pretty big thing to do. Like, um, or just, and just so that can be with people in your life. It can also be with circumstances. You mm. don't have to be at every social event. Oh, you don't that's have, a big one. You don't have to be at every kid's birthday party. I don't even get invited to my friend's kid's birthday party because I'm usually <laughs> anymore because they just not – I'm just – usually by the time it comes and it's nothing personal. It's just that I think – and this is just my situation specifically, but our jobs in this clinic, when I'm in – like we're in here. Like at the moment I think I'm in here, you know, freaking sometimes 45, 50 hours a week. Mm. Like, and, you know, you're seeing clients on sometimes 40 to 45 hour a week basis and mm. it's a lot of mental energy to give out. Like it is, it's, you know, and I know there's a lot of people in similar jobs where you're, you're, you know, you're very mentally, your job's very mentally demanding. So, and even mums like having children and working all the time, mm. there's no headspace for mm. you guys. Like it's, you're taking on a lot of um, energy from other people as well. A lot well. of energy from other people. And you've and kind of, you've got to protect it. You've got to protect what you have and you've got to protect your own time and your mm. own downtime. And I think, you know, that is where we, like I've got a girlfriend and I freaking love her to pieces, but she is the most social person. I have to, if her and I catch up, we have to book something three months in mm. advance. And it's, and it's not so much me. It's me because I'm just lazy and usually on my weekends I don't want to see anyone because I just want to yeah, crawl. just go. I just crawl into a cave on the weekends and just hang out with yeah. my dog and a tree. But <laughs> everyone's – Carissa goes off-grid on the weekends. <laughs> Literally. I do. I, I go to message you sometimes. I'm like, she yeah, nah, she, she won't reply. <laughs> I just don't. But that's something I've learned over years of preservation is I mm. used to go to the parties and I used to go to the events and I used to catch up with people for lunches on Sundays and I used to go out on a, on a Friday night and have drink. I don't do any of it anymore because I'm freaking tired. And I just, I know from my own peace of mind, like if I have a couple of weekends like that back to back where oh. I have social events, I am a cranky mole. I am, just speak like, to my husband, I am, if I, yeah, if I have don't a couple of weekends your, like yeah. that, I'm like, you know, that's going to happen. You're going to go away yeah. sometimes for the whole weekend or you, yeah. but you, for me, I know personally and 
I guess this also comes back to the individual <laughs> and how you recharge. Because for yeah. me, some people recharge with having like social, like being social and out there. And yeah. They don't need much like introverted downtime. downtime. I need so much. I am yeah. I'm the person that I need. I need some me time um, and some time at home. And even if I if I don't carve out some time on the weekend, it's usually some time on a Sunday. Like Brandon knows this. I hate doing anything on a Sunday afternoon or night. Yeah. Like do not invite me to anything. And if I am there it's a bloody big deal yeah. Brandon literally <laughs> you be we had a massive fight about this the other day anyway but if that's me just saying no to try and protect my yeah. energy because if I if I if I'm if and if I'm busy 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 all weekend then and I don't have time to think about the week ahead even mentally get ready for a big week or yeah. even think about what we're going to eat for our lunches or because that's obviously a high priority in my in our lives like we need to I need to think about that. I know from experience if I have a massive weekend and I don't get that, the whole week ahead is just I feel like I'm chasing my tail yeah. and I feel unbalanced from an energetic point of view. I feel like tired. I feel cranky and I'm not making the, the best choices either because of that and I'm not – I might not have gone yeah. grocery shopping and then, you know, you're just having things on the run and it's just like a domino effect. On the flip side of that, if I have a weekend where, yeah, I can still be social but if I can carve some time out on a Sunday afternoon to, you know, put a couple of things together, maybe to do some veggies and some protein and some, you know, just make a couple of little things. Yeah. I don't have to spend the whole day in the kitchen, but Brandon and I joke, that's my happy place. Kitchen, Same. Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, music blaring, Same. getting stuff done for the week <laughs> ahead. And I know obviously not everyone will be like this because we are who we are and we, we love food and we love cooking and that's a, a stress relief for us. But if I do that, I know I am setting myself up for the best week and I yeah. have a really, really productive week, but I also am really balanced. I don't get burnt out. I'm eating well because I've like past Emma has thought about future Emma's eating and has gone, that's okay, <laughs> Emma, I've got you. Yeah, I've got your back. I've got you, future Emma. But you I, know? Think, I think that's where it comes into too, like having a look at your week mm. and like if one of the smallest tips I can give you guys, I do exactly the same thing as Emma. My food prep day is a bit different. I do a Sunday afternoon thing that I love where, you know, like same thing, music cranked and I just cook a dinner that gets some lunches done for the week. But then I have Tuesday because I, you know, work from home on Tuesdays. Tuesday afternoon is my, okay, set yourself up, up, up for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So you just, you look at your week and you look at where you have some little bits of time and stuff because I think the next thing as well as learning to say no to things that just fill up your calendar and fill up your life mm. when you really need to be taking a little bit of time out for yourself is also prioritizing, you know, the things that you need to get through your week. And for us, like obviously nutritionists mm. <laughs> and foodies, food is massive. Mm. Like if you get your meals right and take a bit of time out to go, okay, what am I going to do and have ready for breakfast? Mm. Like, or what are some easy breakfasts I can make this week that are balanced? How am I going to get my lunches? You know, depending mm. on what your schedule's like, you know, yep. what days do I need to have lunches pre-made? Where can, you know, like I think we've got, like I've got a couple of my clients that do some pre-ordered food at the moment. Michelle got onto this really awesome brand, um, you know, and I've got even clients just doing that and just not stressing, like you, your meals don't mm. have to look like these Instagram perfect mm -mm social media posts like you know like our meals literally sometimes like we just laugh at them it's, it's literally veggies some complex carbs some protein and maybe a handful of greens and yeah. it's just yeah it's, putting it together it's but putting it together but it's totally, taking the time to do that yeah and I totally also understand like I had a conversation the other day with a client who was like I just my goal is like in regards to food is to be able to just put things together like 
on a whim and for them to taste good. And I guess I said to like I in my eyes it's not hard, but also I'm biased because we, we do, do this every time. day and yeah. we talk about it all the time. So yes, t- totally, totally understand that. And some people find it hard to like balance flavors together and just mm-hmm. like put you know certain things together to make it taste really really amazing without being boring all the time. And I had this conversation and this this kind in particular said oh, I get really stressed with um, thinking about what I'm going to have and it really overwhelms me. And even you know um, when I try and sit down like I you know there's millions of recipes out there that you could kind of draw from on the internet and whatnot mm-hmm. and cookbooks and everything. But she found even that really really overwhelming. And I said well what about and so she would just end up you know, making poor food choices because she was too stressed and then she'd give up and then she'd just go out and get fish and chips or, you know, something takeaway. Um, Or she'd be not, you know, not thinking ahead about it and then she'd just make a a split-second decision. And I said, what about you just do, you know, something like you food – not you food, sorry. um, What's it called? Um, Your prep. No, no. Oh, what's it called? Macros. HelloFresh. HelloFresh. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Something like HelloFresh or something like that where it takes the time out – from yeah. from from doing that and it's literally it's done for you and all you need to do is you still cook it but all of that is taken away and I said if you do that even not even every night you could do three meals a week with that and yeah. then you can save all the recipe cards and then make a yeah. collection of them put them all in a folder and then eventually mm-hmm. if you decide not to do HelloFresh anymore then you can go back and go oh actually I've I've almost been through this however many months you did it, say you did it for six months, it's almost like it's giving you a bit of training to to know how to put flavours together, to know how to put different types of veggies together and proteins and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you go, oh, now I feel more confident in the kitchen and I'm going to start to just wing it and put more things together yeah. like that. And I think that that's a really good idea and it does really work for even a lot of people. Even stepping back from the even cooking it, like I wasn't going to do like brands and stuff that, you know, we chat about with our clients, but I've got a, a couple of clients at the moment and Michelle actually got me onto this using the macros, um, mm. that macros brand where they actually have three different types of meal areas. You have, yeah. I think you have like, like it's, you know, it's obviously for people training, but I looked at the meals and honestly, there's nothing wrong with them. Mm. Like if you're mm. that busy that you actually physically don't have time to cook, but something that takes the stress out of your day is knowing that you've got a macro balanced lunch and dinner. And mm. it's, even if you have to get it delivered, it's not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. I mm. think people need to, I think like we we're going to do an Instagram live on this about just stop putting so much pressure on yourselves to be like, I guess like super functioning and a hundred percent. Like I think, you know, like you've got to do the best you can do. And if that is, you know, ordering HelloFresh, so it teaches you to put meals together, that's fine. Or if it is ordering some prepackaged meals, like from the macros range that, you know, you know, so you can actually get just some chicken and brown rice cooked with you with with some broccoli or something. It's still better than having KFC and it's still okay. Like I think that the the theme with all of this is regardless of if you do your own prep, if you order it in, if you order HelloFresh, whatever, you still have to think about the week ahead and what you're going to eat. Yeah. Like you have to spend five minutes minimum to think about that. And you know, you can carve that time out. It's all about priority. So it's just like whenever suits you, it's going to be so different for everybody, but you just need to spend some time on the days that you have off to think about the food ahead. Because if you don't, you are literally setting yourself up for a disastrous week in terms of food. And we know because like, you know, there are weeks when, you know, we do miss the mark with our food, but I I 100% try not to because I know for the function that the level, the function I'm meant to level at, the level I meant to, I need to function at to get through my week. Like food is the, it's what drives you. It's what drives you. Like if I F that up, like, 
I yep. do not function as yep. well as what I, I think need to. That's that needs to be. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah, for us, I and, feel. and that's because we just know how important it is. Obviously, being in the industry and dealing with it every single day with clients. But honestly, the amount of times that I just chat to clients about their individual needs and what's going on with them, and then we can't we 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 talk about okay prepping food for the week and just or thinking about what they're going to have i say to clients often don't go to bed at night without knowing what you're going to have for breakfast and what you're going to have for lunch the next day yeah on a on a work day yeah because that if you are set up like that then it just takes takes that away and that's not hard to do but when you wake up late you're you're running behind you're feeling like crap and then you you don't have breakfast you have a coffee your cortisol spikes out of control then your you have a your blood sugar then goes spikes down and then you are craving something carby and you know not nutritious you have that for lunch and like your whole day is just thrown out of whack and then you yeah and yeah, it's just it. You, it's just about setting yourself up and thinking but about the future, your future self, your future self of in food terms of food. But and it's realizing that yeah, like these are just little things that will just make such a massive difference to how you feel yeah. every day. Like it's so interesting. Like we're going to get off the food topic because I know we are biased and we're going on about it. But like I've got clients that the minute they get that food balance like just bring the carbs and protein in at the right time mm. during the day they're mm. like i can't believe how much calmer i feel oh. throughout the day yeah like yeah like from a cortisol point from of a view cortisol point of view because it's so important like yeah, yeah and but- also the whole um balancing the breakfast i see balanced breakfast is probably the hardest meal to balance. Yeah. I find most people don't have enough protein in their breakfast. And then if they don't balance it right, they might not necessarily feel it straight away or even at lunchtime, but they will feel that it in that mid, mid to late afternoon. Yep. That is when you feel like ratchet and you then go for, you know, the, the, the jats and the cheese or the chocolate before dinner or whatever because you're, you just haven't set yourself up from the get-go in the morning and then you just, yeah, you feel like rubbish and you, you binge before dinner and then you don't feel like dinner and then you just, it's a whole cycle. Yeah. So even just balancing your meals from the get-go, three balanced meals a day is a great starting point. Yeah. The next one is, I think, um, like, and I know we, we talk about this one a lot too, but honestly, just moving, exercise, yeah. like massive for stress and cortisol. It does. And again, I think we, I chatted about this in the last podcast and I know I chatted about it in previous podcasts. It doesn't have to be a hit session. It doesn't have to be a weight session. It can be whatever exercise works for you, but get out and clear your head, mm. like go for a walk and move every day. Like mm. if it's just walking, that's fine. If it's some stretching and yoga, that's fine. Like if yeah. you love, if you got the cortisol capacity to go and do a hit session, go and do a hit session, go for a run, like whatever is your jam, find it, love it, do it. Yeah. However, <laughs> for so many reasons. Little disclaimer there, if your cortisol is extremely high during the day, don't go and do a hit session because you'll rev it up even more. <laughs> yeah, it is about understanding it, where your cortisol is at with exercise. Yeah. Um, but you know, Doing the right type is very important. The right type is very important. Yeah. Time out is a huge one. This is something I think we're all working on at the moment big time. We did start this at the start of the year with one of our, our New Year's like sort of package thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's something that, you know, every week I try, like, and I'm really committed to it in the last couple of months, but mm. every week I just do something that is specifically for me. Even if it's just going and getting, you know, like my nails done or, you know, my eyebrows done or just getting a massage mm. or, you know, it could be something so small. I just go out and take myself out for breakfast or, you know, yeah. on my own. Like I make sure every week I do something that is specifically just for me. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. But for me it looks more like um, in the last few months I've 
I've realized the importance for me of doing like regular things like regular acupuncture, regular chiropractor, um, regular yoga, regular breath work, like all of that. And it's mm. not just, I used to go to these things when I was in crisis mode and I was like super stressed or I had a, a stiff neck because I was so stressed and mm. I slept the wrong way and my neck got out or whatever. But now I've realized, um, and I speak to my chiropractor about this all the time, she's always been the one that's like, you need to actually schedule these things and do them on a regular basis as like more of a preventative thing as yeah. well, rather than um, doing it just when you need it. And I know that, uh, you know, all, all of that stuff, that, that really works for me and I, I really, really enjoy it. But it doesn't, doesn't have to look like that for everyone. Like someone might not want to do all of that, but just doing something, for me, they are my self-care little yeah. like things. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm massaging my, my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so for me, that's what I, that's what kind of fills me up. And I was thinking about this, I was actually chatting um, last night to a client about this. You've got to also look at, look at it like a bank account and look at what deposits are you putting in to your bank account and then what's coming out. Mm. Are you spending more than you're putting in? Because we all know what happens if, if that happens to a real bank account, you become bankrupt. It's exactly the same with your energy and your, your time and all of that. If you are making, if you're spending and doing too many withdrawals and not actually topping up with deposits, then you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you got think about. I like to talk, talk to my clients and say, what's what are your deposits for the yeah. week? Like, what are those for you? And it could just be going. It doesn't have to cost money. It, it doesn't have to cost money. It could just yeah be going for a walk, just going and sitting in a park and just taking twenty minutes to just chill out and and listen to the birds and see what's around you and just do some breathing and yeah. like these like you know you don't like I know money is a big like it's just it when no one's loaded these days. Mm. It, life is bloody expensive. Mm. Like. So sometimes, yeah, like it, like even for me, like it might not be something that costs money, but it's just something for me that I do on my own that doesn't involve any other humans or speaking. Yeah. <laughs> I think for you, like nature is a big one. It is generally for humans. Like we yeah. getting into nature is like going for a walk up at Mount Cutha or, yeah. you know, like going, getting out and doing yeah. like a, a walk is a really nice one as well. Making the or if you live near some water, go out and walk walk along the yeah. water or something. It's yeah. it's really like in Australia we live in such a beautiful place and it's amazing what can happen when we our souls connect back to nature. We yeah. can actually that's a massive deposit yeah. for our our bank yeah. accounts. Yeah, and I feel like for me, like not everyone get like loves it. Mm. For me, it is a big one. Like yeah. it's, I think, yeah, I'm totally like a little nature nature child. Yeah. Um. Um. So. Timeout is a huge one. I think M has got a really good one too. Like we, we talked about, oh, yeah, we, yeah. We're, I'll talk. I'll talk about this one. Yeah, let's talk about breathing because I feel like we were chatting about this yesterday. It's something huge. Like how many people don't breathe properly? Like yeah. this was something I learned years ago when I was going through all my anxiety. Was the physiology of stress. Like even before I studied nutrition, when I was dealing with my anxiety. For me to overcome it and really mm. work through it, I had to understand from a physiological point of view what was happening to me. Mm. And once I understood that and I learned how to breathe properly, I really started to manage a lot of my anxiety mm. really effectively. Yeah. So, And so I've been, in the last probably 12 months, I've been going a lot deeper into this um, breath work and I've been doing that with being facilitated by um a friend who runs breathwork um, workshops all the time, and on average, I do I do one of these. They do one of these workshops every couple of months. And if you follow me on Instagram, I always um, post about it. It's breathing and then ice bath. But we, I've really learned how to breathe properly and the power of the breath. And oh my goodness, it has blown my mind. And I think that it's really opened my eyes up to the fact that 
before this, I was breathing so poorly and it was affecting every single part of my day. And I think that if that's what happened to me, then that surely will be true for a lot of other people as well. And just the, like the way that we breathe, we a lot of people who especially who are anxious are chest breathers. So they, <laughs> they're breathing really high in their chest. They're not getting that big, del, um, big abdominal belly breath happening and they actually don't know how to do that. Mm. And sometimes if you're so stressed and your ribs are so, um, your muscles are so tight and locked up, it's hard to even get that big breath Mm. in. Um, But even, even, you know, doing some guided breathing, I'm going to share with you an app that I've been using lately. Um, Breathing can be a life changer. Um, And you can, I think it's the stopgap between, you know, you tell people to meditate and not everyone loves meditation because it's hard for some people and it does take, some time and effort like it actually takes effort to get into it and to then start to get the benefit from it and most people give up because they say I can't switch off my mind I'm not doing it anymore this this is pissing me off I'm, I'm I quit <laughs> there's like so me. many people who are like that but breathing and doing some guided breath work I think is like the middle ground here where I feel like it's a great middle ground and I yeah. feel like like it wasn't it was funny because I just feel like for me, breathing something that has just, it's so ingrained in my nighttime routine that I just, I don't even really think about it. Yeah. Like, but even when Em was talking about it yesterday in her app that she uses, like, I do not go to sleep any night without doing like, you know, 10 to 20 proper breaths. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I used to do it in the morning. I've probably fallen out of that habit a bit or, you know, but it's, there's, there's enough research coming out in this now, which is really cool. But if you breathe properly and you learn to breathe properly, it's one of the only ways you can actively engage your um, parasympathetic nervous mm. system while your cortisol is on. That's the only way we as humans know how okay. to switch it. And yeah. we can force that to happen if we yeah, can, if breathe, can properly. breathe properly. And so I've been um, – I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've been listening – I listened to one the other day um, – and I forget the guy who invented this app, Soz. But this app is <laughs> Soz to that guy. Um, he'll never, he'll never listen to this, so that's fine. Never say but never. The the app is called State, so S T A T E, and it's pure. It's the simplest thing ever. But it is about um, breathing, and so there's four different um, breath, I guess, goals. So it's be alert. Oh, sorry, feel alert, be present feel calm or fall asleep and each one of them goes for from from three minutes to five minutes so they're super super short um little exercises but what they are and i think there's but there's actual science behind this is each one is a a different color so for example the feel alert is a bright orange circle and then you kind of go into it and it it tells you what you need to do so it tells you for example there's 10 deep breaths and there's going to be one long hold and then there's going to be three long breaths and you basically go through that two times which takes you through three minutes worth of breathing and it's really cool because I was doing it to Carissa yesterday the the circle on the screen actually moves in and out in time with your breath and it has this these sound effects too so it kind of goes like I forget what it does when it breathes in but when it breathes out it's like it's like a, um, a balloon deflating yeah that's what it it, um sounds like it's really really effective and i just started doing it um not not long ago only a couple weeks ago and it's been such a great little tool that i've started to talk to all my clients about it because it is so easy i think it's great because everyone can find three minutes you might not can you might not be able to find 20 minutes at night to meditate to really kind of calm down and switch off and clear your mind and all of that because Mm. you know if you've got kids and you're trying to put them to bed and you're trying to clean up and do all this stuff or you've got a crazy staffy who just decides you know the minute you sit down she wants to jump on your head like you know (laughs) 
<laughs> I really need to film one day me trying to do yoga or stretching with Zaylee in the room because it oh. is freaking hilarious. Even me doing it with the cats. Yeah. They try. They come up and just like sit on you. Zaylee, yeah, Zaylee will come and she she actually like if you if you're say doing like downward dog or something like just trying to stretch. She will actually do figure of eight yep. in between. Like, yep. I'm just like, dude, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I to get my zen on. <laughs> Trying to get my zen on, um, um, but like but everyone yeah. can find three minutes, yeah. do you know what I mean, or five minutes to yeah. just you know chuck your earphones in and sit there. So even if you go for a walk for something for yourself, like to go and sit in a park or just sit somewhere nice or just even sit outside at night. Like I have a real morning routine and night routine mm. where, like I um I you know I make sure like first thing in the morning I get up and I am not in a rush for the first half an hour of my day. I get mm. up, I make myself a drink, and I go and sit. I have a table like when I lived up the mountain, I had a chair, and I just sit mm. and I am. And I just look at the trees and I pay attention mm. to the birds and I breathe. Mm. And I do that at night before I go to bed. Like mm. I'll go and sit outside under the stars. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's you know, on Friday nights it's with a glass of wine for an hour. At yeah. Sometimes when I'm busy and I'm tired and it's work, it might only be five or ten minutes. Mm. But it's enough time to breathe and just. Mm. And that's so ingrained in you now. It's been ingrained in me for years. So many years. So this is something that I, I say gonna, to my. I'm going to add your app into it. <laughs> Yeah, and I say to clients, um, I've literally been prescribing this like I would with, uh, you know, a yeah. nutritional prescription. I'd say, like a magnesium powder. I say, okay, for the next, you know, two weeks, I want you, two weeks is not a long time, I want you to do one of these in the morning. So maybe the feel alert one in the morning, that's three minutes. And then at night, I want you to do the feel calm one. Yeah. Or I want you to do the fall asleep one. And that is it. And that's yeah. what you've got to do for the next two weeks. You don't have to keep going. But if you, if they. I think we should make this for a challenge. Everyone listens to this podcast. If you do take nothing else from this podcast, like take everything from, because obviously, you know, we're giving you some freaking pearls here, guys. But if you take nothing else from this, apart from you spend three minutes in the morning doing this app, I haven't even done it yet, so I can't comment on it, but it, I, I get the point. Um, yeah. And three minutes at night. Like if that's just the only thing you do is just bring some breath work into your stressful day, yeah. six minutes a day, then I feel like that oh my is, God. that's a profound difference on your health and your mental mental well-being yeah. and, you know. And it'll, it actually, the thing is, it teaches you to breathe. So yeah. it actually teaches you and you'll get better as you go. Yeah. And you actually have to, at the start when you download it, you've got to um, do your maximum exhale. Yeah. So then it, it actually... Um, individualizes it for you yeah and then it tells you after each one it goes it asks you was this hard enough or was it too easy or whatever and you just give them feedback and they change it like it's it's really cool yeah I reckon that's the challenge we're setting, you guys, yep. 100%. Um, yep. We kind of, we're running out of time, we've got to wrap it up. The other thing we just wanted to touch on as well, we've talked about saying no and not comparing yourself to others. And the other thing I spend a lot of time talking to my clients about that I know I am guilty of, it's something I am constantly working on, is freaking sleep hygiene. Like, oh, like yep. exactly what we were talking about before with like dimming the lights in your home, not being so cortisol stimulated at night. Don't have, I've got clients that are sensitive to cacao. Like don't, sometimes having a hot chocolate mm. is not the answer before you go to bed because <laughs> you are sensitive. Don't have sugar. Don't have lollies after dinner. Like, you know, don't read, you know, if you're a book reader, read something that's calming and soothing, not something that gets your mind racing. If you're mm. watching TV or watching an iPad, put your blue blockers on or try for at least an hour and a half to two hours before you go to bed to have no screen time. Yeah. Like that is a That's big a one. That's massive. Like I, I think, I feel like no one does that. I, I feel like honestly, I have trialed this myself where I will do a full week where I switch my phone to airplane mode. I set my alarm, I switch my phone to airplane mode at 7.30 at night and I do not watch my iPad. That's pretty big for me because yeah. my, my switch off really quickly is I will just watch something shit on my iPad. 
I know that that affects my sleep. I know it makes it harder for me to fall mm. asleep, but mm. I also know that it's a, when I'm super busy, it's the quickest way for me to go from work mode into a, um, a stupid different world on an iPad and then yeah. I can just, you know, switch out of work mode and go to sleep. I also know it doesn't do wonders for my sleep. Mm. And I have trialed this where I've done a week with no screen time after 7.30. And I tell you what, the difference in my sleep and my mental capacity oh. the next day, my coping mechanisms, I, I feel like a different human. It's almost like how I feel like, what yoga used to do for yeah. me like and I well, used to do that like so so crazy even a couple of weeks ago when I had mm. that really busy week here and I was I actually did a little bit of a story on my Instagram about this but I had a couple of late nights working so mm. I'd come home and I don't generally work when yeah, I get I'm, home yeah. but I was working on my laptop I was stimulated and then I was trying to go straight from oh. that basically shut the laptop go to bed and I was just wide awake wired oh. and so it's like it just reminded me that you need to separate whatever you're doing whether it's ideally not work but you know whether it's work Mm. or watching something you need to separate it because you can't just when there's something that's stimulating for your mind you can't just switch it off and then expect to fall asleep Asleep. in the next five minutes and it's even just stimulating your mind but what we were explaining before about the cortisol and melatonin the blue light in your phones and your screens and your smart TVs and, you know, what comes out of your lights in your house, it all stimulates the cortisol receptors. Yeah. So, you know, you can put your blue blocker glasses on. Yes, it does get rid of some of that. Does it get rid of all of it? No. You are If you are activating a cortisol response, whether it be through the back of your retina in your eyeball or from stimulation from watching something, mm. you are activating a cortisol response. So we really, really, really need to start looking at, our, our you know falling asleep processes and really you know some people it's not an issue some people can do a bit of this blah 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 they fall asleep easily they have a great night's sleep and they wake up feeling good awesome for those people and some people are real like, are doing this they don't realize it's affecting their sleep because yeah. they don't know any different like they think oh no i'm fine i'm fine but then if they tried this mm. then they would probably like notice a massive difference yeah. i'm going to go as far as to say if there's nothing else from this podcast Download the state app that yep. I talked about and then pay attention to your sleep routine, routine before, before you, bed yep. because that literally sets you up for the day, for the next day. Yep. If you get, there's, it's literally night and day between a good night's sleep and a bad night's sleep yep. in terms of how you feel, the choices yep. you make, the mood you're in the stamina for work, well, all of that. We should do it. We should actually do two weeks from the day this podcast yep. gets released. Okay. We'll do two weeks where we do no screen time before bed okay. for an hour and a half before bed. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to literally dob my husband in and he okay. has to do it as well. Sweet. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll do it with you. So yep. no screen time before bed, no yep. TVs, no iPads, no phones yep. from, let's say, like, okay, roughly I go to sleep at 9 o'clock. What time do you guys go to bed? I go to 9, nine but Brandon usually stays up watching TV. Oh, he's screwed. He's okay, screwed. he's going to hate us. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't bring him in here in the next two weeks. <laughs> I don't want to deal with him. Um, but okay, I'm gonna say from I'm gonna say for me from eight o'clock at night. So no, that's that, a good one. So eight o'clock yep. at night, my phone aer- phone will be on airplane mode. Yeah. Um, and I will not watch my iPad all right. at all. So from the time this podcast gets released, and are we gonna bring that app into it? And we're gonna insta story it. Yep. Decision made. But not during that time. Because... But not during that time. It'll be the next day. We're okay. Let's shake. Guys... Let's shake on it. Boom. So we're literally Done. shaking. We're shaking. You guys can't see it, but this is what we're going to do. Just to prove to you guys, we're just going to talk about Because honestly, like Em and I have been taught, the reason behind this podcast was seeing so many of our clients stress, but we are doing some killer hours at the moment. Yeah. Both of us. Like yeah. we are, we are really pushing these little bodies yeah. of ours. Like I am tired. I have a holiday in two weeks. And if I didn't have that, I actually don't know if I would be coping right now. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a 
full-on year for me. It's been a full-on year for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, we're doing this podcast for you guys, but only because we know how important it is, not just for you, for us as well. Yeah. So I think one last thing. I'm going to do a shameless plug here. I haven't even talked to you about this, but in um, in November, well, I'm doing a, a workshop with the guys from Cooler Health, and I think this ties in really nicely um, with this topic. So we're doing a whole day. It's like, I think it's the 10th of November. It's a Sunday. Um, and essentially what we're going to do is go through um, – three hours so it's basically going to be split it's a big day three hours of movement and it's not going to be like full-on exercise but it's just movement just looking at the way your body moves then we're going to do a three-hour um basically food workshop and i'll be leading that and it'll it'll be yeah we'll be um preparing a big feast where we'll um i'll get can i come yeah i'll get groups to kind of um break up and prepare different elements of a big feast then we're all going to sit down and have that and i'll be educating about you know how to put together a balanced meal and easy things like that then afterwards we're going to delve into breath work which is exactly what we've been talking about today and we're going to do a good three hours of that and we're going to end the sunday at it ends at 5 p.m we're going to end with some meditation some breath work and you will learn a heap from this day but it's essentially it's like it's called your potential and it's with the guys from cooler health so ben murphy and laura elliott um, but yeah, so if you uh, live in Brisbane and you're free on that day, then the tickets will pop the link somewhere to get the tickets. It's just a, an event, bright event. Um, but yeah, the, it literally ties in everything we've been talking about today yeah. because I'm so passionate about, and so are the guys from Cooler. This is what they do, but helping people to not just um, not just survive, but thrive. Like yeah. not life is not about just surviving and just getting through each day or, or living for the weekend. Like mm. it's about thriving and actually. You know, I know a lot of people want to thrive, but they're just in that survival mode at the moment. And it's about teaching them how to get to that next, next, um, yeah, yeah, thriving state. So, yeah, good plug. I feel like that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, it is. yeah. So, if anyone wants to know more about that, are the tickets already on sale? Yep. I didn't even know that. Sale. You didn't tell it, me. I haven't really put it no. out there yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I not know about this? Okay. M, hit M up if you need more details about that. Um, we have to wrap it up. But hopefully we have covered a lot of stuff to do with stress and just, you know, why we think it's so important that you take some time out and try and acknowledge the role that stress is playing in your life if it is. And I think for everyone on some level it is. Um, If it's not, you're lucky or you're in denial. Yeah. Um, But, (laughs) like, also this is when the personal trainer Emma in me comes out and sometimes I just say to people, get bloody real about this. Like, stop pretending like it's out of your control stop playing the victim stress it it plays a part in everyone's life but you can do stuff like all the stuff that we've said today everybody has the capacity to do some of it yeah at least one thing you know so don't take control don't let this be running your life anymore because it doesn't it doesn't have to and you can you don't have to be perfect and you're not going to be perfect overnight and there are going to be things that are happening that are out of your control yeah 100 percent. absolutely still do little things to just help your body cope better with the shit storm that life is either throwing at you yep. or the, the circumstances you around can't, you. You can't control the things that happen around you. You can't control no. what people say, what they do, anything else, but you can control the way that you, m- most of the time, you can perceive the world and you take on your stress yep. through doing these things. But it takes bloody work and it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen without some so you getting stuck into this. So, yeah, 
that's I guess the it hard is personal word. trainer Emma coming Literally, I, I get fired up about it because I'm sick of people also, you know, going, oh, you know, woe is me, I'm so stressed. And I'm like, what are you doing about it? Mm. You know, you can do something about it. Um, but it's just about getting the tools and being sometimes guided in the right direction about how to tackle it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Deep breath. PT, Emma. No Deep worries. breath. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, so we literally have to wrap it up. Obviously, um, if you feel like anyone needs to listen to this episode, please share it with them. If um, you want to leave us a rating on iTunes or anything like that, you absolutely can. Um, Make sure it's five stars, though. Otherwise, don't bother. No. <laughs> um, if you yeah, if they do have any questions, anything like that, you just obviously hit us up on our socials, hit us up at um, reception. Basically, you know, the usual jazz that we give at the end of our podcast. So <laughs> I need to save this because I've got a client. Um, yeah. Speaking of, yeah, so we'll do all that. So hopefully, yeah, we've made some, giving you guys a few little hacks that we use and just little things that hopefully, yeah. But I think start this challenge with us. Like yeah. we will be talking about it from when this podcast gets released. We've sh- shook hands on it, shaken hands yep. on it. We it's are both going to do no screen time before bed and just three minutes of breathing morning and night and yep. literally if that's all you take from this and but you do this with us i guarantee you will feel some changes just oh, on that alone absolutely and i can't wait to hear about it so thanks guys haven't i don't know when this is actually going to get to jess and then get up on get up on the, on the airwaves on, on the airwaves but if it is in time for the weekend i hope you have a bloody good weekend if it's at the start of next week happy bloody monday <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right. Thanks, Em, for being on this with me. Oh, no worries. No worries. All right. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.